going out into the world and getting out of your comfort zone and meeting other people and asking questions, this is how you learn. This is how you learn not only about other people, but it's really how you learn about yourself. That's Mike Campo, a Brooklyn filmmaker who, along with Jeff Aziz and his other band of brothers, traveled to various points on the globe in search of answers to some of life's most basic but philosophical questions about the human condition. And lucky for us, they filmed their journey and made it into the documentary called The Human Experience. Good morning. This is Fordham Conversations on 90.7 WFUV. I'm Robin Shannon. Today, filmmakers Mike Campo and Jeff Aziz from Grassroots Films share their experience of living homeless on the streets of New York City, spending time at a leper colony in Africa, and taking care of abused orphans in South America. But first, Jeff Aziz tells us about his tough upbringing and hints at what led to his quest for self-discovery. My family grew up in Queens. We were, uh, it's myself and my two older brothers. Um, one of my older brothers is in the film, Cliff Aziz. Our whole family, there was five of us all together, my three brothers, my mom and my dad. And we grew up very poor, although growing up I had no idea that we were poor um, because the gifts were there for Christmas. The Easter Bunny arrived, the Tooth Fairy left a little something under my pillow. So I had no idea that I grew up poor. Uh, none of us did. Um, and so, yeah, you know, my father was definitely uh, very abusive to myself, my two older brothers, and my mother. And it was, uh, it was pretty intense, you know, growing up. It was, uh, there was definitely a lack, of, a lack of family values in the house. We did not eat together. I really didn't even know a dinner table was a place where you take your meals, you know. That's, it didn't make sense to me. Um, mm -hmm. So we didn't, we didn't have that growing up. And uh, there was definitely also a, a lack of love in the house. You know? And examples of this lack of love Jeff Aziz is talking about is sprinkled throughout the documentary, The Human Experience. In it, Jeff shares more about trying to fit in, feeling insecure, and trying to figure out just who he is. Jeff ended up in a group home with his older brother, Cliff. It was run by Joe Campo, Mike's dad. And as Jeff says, the move changed his life. My brother Cliff got to the St. Francis house he was around he was around 14 years old mm. and cliff moved into the saint francis house okay. as like a getaway an escape from home yeah. from what's going on the chaos and he was 14 he lived there until he was probably 18 and he moved out of the house did some modeling mm -hmm. and then cliff had to make some life changing decisions he was being evicted out of the apartment mm -hmm. and he had no place to go so he gave joe a call and said joe listen you know, I need a place to, to go. I have nowhere to go, and I don't know who's going to take me. And so Joe said, yeah, sure, you can come mm -hmm. as long as you give up the modeling career mm -hmm. because Joe knew what that entailed. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's crazy. You know, you could definitely lose your soul in that. Mm -hmm. And so uh, he moved in, and then it just several years later I moved in mm -hmm. just because Cliff was there. So I was like, oh, I'm going to go with Big Brother, you know. Did so, you see any changes in him when he when he lived at oh, the without Francis a doubt. house? Yeah. yeah, Cliff was making some huge changes in his life. Uh, just becoming more of like an understanding of life and like getting to know what family's about and uh, just really like caring for one another, you know what I mean? He really, I don't know, instead of like taking advantage of life, he's kind of, he was giving back to life, you know? Mm -hmm. This new life experience brought with it new relationships and new opportunities. This is where brothers Jeff and Cliff teamed up with Chuck Kinane and my other in-studio guest, Mike Campo, to shoot the documentary The Human Experience from Grassroots Films. What's amazing is like most of us guys, you know, all the guys who make up the film company come from the St. Francis house. Okay. And so we were a family 
before we were a company. Mm -hmm. And so it's like that's where Grassroots Films really evolved from was the St. Francis house. And we really do look at each other like family. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we all look at each other like brothers. I mean, we really take care of one another. And I think that's what makes the, the company successful. Every, every one of us coming together like pieces of a puzzle right. and bam. And all company. of us, all of us have like ten jobs. We yeah. don't have we don't have one guy screwing in the light bulb. You know? yeah. <laughs> Everyone screws from cleaning the toilets to cooking to talking on stage in front of you know a thousand, two thousand people. It's like that's like. But we go back home and we have dinner together, and it's yeah. like that's what you guys keeps, all still live together. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. We live together and we have dinner every day together. Yeah, every night like we have dinner. Yeah, we try to and have dinner that. together every night. And you know, the guys bring their girlfriends and mm-hmm. everyone. I mean, it's a real family. Yeah, it's beautiful. That's what keeps us level-headed. We got to get to the beginning of the film, when Jeffrey and your brother Cliff decided to live homeless on the streets of New York in the winter. Why yeah. did you pick the summer? <laughs> I don't think they really decided. It, we didn't know? decide. <laughs> I think we decided they were going to yeah. do it. Oh, okay. I got it, Mike. So you yeah. said, uh, I'll film it and uh, well, he's I'll go home actually, at night. Actually, I stayed at home. I didn't even film it. I just, I had hot chocolate. I brought you guys some hot yeah. chocolate. Yeah, he did. He had I mercy did. on us. <laughs> I okay. checked out. So how did you end up homeless? Uh, you were in Brooklyn on the Brooklyn or you were in Manhattan? We, were, we live in Brooklyn. So mm-hmm. we walked pretty much like first day of shoot was like all right let's do this you know like who was shooting because whoever was shooting had to be out there with you right yeah our director chuck canane was out there on the streets after he filmed cliff and i go into our boxes he pretty much put the camera equipment in the van and there was a guy in the van making sure that the equipment was safe and then chuck crawled into his own box oh wow right next to us chuck wanted to live through the experience as well so what did you learn You'd have to see the human experience to find out. <laughs> and and you actually not only lived in the box, you actually had to beg for food. And, yeah, I, and I had to do the begging. Cliff wouldn't do the begging. <laughs> so I had to do the begging for the both of us because uh I don't know, he, he couldn't do it. He he admits it, you know. I couldn't it's do it. It's tough though, you know. People I yeah. think people don't realize, but I mean you're pretty much when you when you take this step, you're surrendering yourself mm-hmm. to other people, you know, whether whether you're going to eat or not. That's tough. That's vulnerability. Vulnerability to the max. Were you afraid at any point? I mean, you're on the streets. Anything could happen. Yeah, you know, we were definitely afraid. We felt very vulnerable and had no idea, like, really what to expect. Um, a lot of homeless people were telling us stories, like what what college kids would be doing to them or just mm-hmm. crazy people, you know, lighting boxes like on fire. Um Just for, for fun, you know, like a really dark sense of humor of, like, Going out with uh, throwing bottles and kind of breaking them over the boxes. Just cruelty. And, yeah, cruelty. It's like there's no need for that, you know, just to humor themselves. And so we started to get a little worried after we were hearing these stories. And uh, Did they give you any advice on how to protect yourself or maybe um, where to sleep or who oh, to yeah. ask? Oh, or... yeah, without a doubt. Well, how did you, you meet them, first of all? like you kind of, How did you know the difference between the nice homeless people who were helpful and maybe some that might have been like, you know, get out of here, kid. We didn't. You didn't? <laughs> no, wow. we didn't. Actually, when we met our first, our second homeless guy, um, he, we just asked him some questions and we were like, hey, you know, you mind if we uh, film you and stuff like that? We saw him making his box in the wintertime and he was not friendly. He was cursing us. He was mm. like, get out of here. You know, he's like, you're here to exploit us and mm. benefit yourselves. And, you know, everything he said was, was, you know, legit to have mm-hmm. that train of thought but it wasn't the truth you right. know we were there that's not for... what your intentions were right exactly so 
pretty much we spoke to him for like three hours and finally we gained his trust and confidence and he was like all right roll the cameras you know follow me and he started to tell us like you could sleep out any church you want like synagogue mosque or uh, a catholic church or a christian church whatever it is he said as long as it's labeled something something church <laughs> it, you're good you know you can sleep out there what lesson jeff did you learn from living on the street the most important lesson I learned living on the street, uh, one of the guys in the film, one of the homeless people, we uh, we had to get his signature. We needed his permission to to use him in the film. And so when we, he said yes to us on camera, but we actually needed a signature. So when we approached him with a pen and paper, he was like, oh, what is this? You know, he started to freak out. He's like, I thought I can trust you guys. He's like, what is this? You want me to sign something now? Mm -hmm. And uh, we were like, oh, no, like what's going to happen? And this you know? just shows like, I guess, the mistrust of humanity that you have after living on the streets and living by yourself and away from community. Right. Yeah. And not only that, but I mean, you know, he I don't know. He was he was legit cautious. guy, cautious. And, and, you know, they had gained gained his trust and now all of a sudden like you know you bring it into the legalities yeah you know that he that he does need to sign this i mean for our benefit for right. our protection he needs to sign this mm -hmm. you know so we got him finally we were talking to him for like an hour or two and he's like i want a hundred dollars <laughs> that's what he said <laughs> we're like listen we're homeless too man we don't have a hundred dollars and he's like no i want a hundred dollars and then I'll look and so we're talking to him and then finally we got him down to 20 bucks okay and so we had that's when mike came down with the hot chocolate and the 20 dollars and <laughs> I we, came up so like now the, you show up when I'm it's the warm knight. i'm the knight in shining armor <laughs> yeah Ta -da. and so finally when we gave him the 20 dollars he signed it and everything was cool you know he really enjoyed it but what was most like what was so beautiful is like the next day when we were walking together and we were going to a shelter Lincoln had told us the story of you what, and your brother, or you your brother my brother and Cliff and I, guy. yeah, and my brother Cliff and I, and uh, the other homeless uh, guy, gentleman, yeah. So he was uh, all three of us were walking. And he was telling us a story on what he did with that twenty dollars, and what he told do? us the next day is that he divided it up amongst his friends. Oh. That he gave like a few dollars to this person, a few dollars to that person, and this, and they all took that money and they went and got something to eat together. And for me, that was like extraordinary, yeah. you know, to, to be able to hear that, like, even when you're so low and you have nothing to give and all and you have something that, you know, can benefit you tremendously, but yet you still share it with someone else. That's like the key to life for me. Yeah. Is you to choose not to be selfish. Right. To give more than you receive. And I learned that from the homeless people that they were so willing to help other people despite what their you know their situation in life wow so that was truly incredible and one of the questions that came up um during the segment was why is life worth living mike jeff do you have an answer for that <laughs> <laughs> well we have a we have a doctor his name is dr william hurlbut who's actually featured in the film and you know we ask we ask him that question we ask that question throughout the film you know what is life about why is it worth living and I, th and I really, really appreciate his answer. You know, he says that, you know, human beings, you know, know that life is worth living because it just is. You know, it's not the nature of life um, to be despairing. The nature of life, humanity, uh, human beings, you know, is to be hopeful, you know. And he was dead on because we met people who were really suffering. 
with real problems. You know, I'm not saying like, you know, the problems that were, you know, I didn't get my iPod for Christmas. Right. I'm talking like real problems. Yeah. And these people that we met with real problems, like Jeff said, were the most giving and the most hopeful and the most faithful, loving people that you could ever imagine. This is Fordham Conversations on 90.7 WFUVFM. I'm Robin Shannon, along with filmmakers Mike Campo and Jeff Aziz of Grassroots Films. They're sharing their stories of who they met and what they learned while making the documentary The Human Experience. Their next stop was an orphanage in Peru. So out of your homelessness, you ended up in South America. (laughs) (laughs) On the Pan Am Highway. How did you get from homelessness to a whole nother country? A whole nother country. We flew. Okay. <laughs> no, no, no. Sir, for the cause Once of... you flew, how did you get I'm to sorry, that Robin. particular orphanage? Who is this? Girl? I'm having fun. How did you choose that particular orphanage to go and help? Well, it was Sir, for the cause that was already on their way. Mm-hmm. That's where they were going. So we just kind of tagged along with them. Uh, they had done these kind of mission trips in the past. And we tagged along with them and, you know, documented the whole thing. Yeah, just filmed it. And my brother Cliff and I would just right there again to know the people. Dr. Tony is, uh, you know, he's a guy from Tampa, Florida. And and then when he took a trip to Peru and he kind of fell in love with Peru. And it it seemed that he started the orphanage and he started the orphanage. Mm -hmm. This is an American guy who gave up everything. I mean, legit doctor here in the United States Mm -hmm. gave up everything to work and to live in Peru and help, and these help children. poor people. Mm-hmm. The kids specifically. When you were there, were you living outside the orphanage, in the orphanage with the kids? Like, how did the living arrangements go? Well, we, the kids seemed pretty attached to you in the, in yeah. the, in the, in the film. <laughs> yeah, that was incredible. The attachment, you know, the kids had with us. Um, we didn't stay at the orphanage because Dr. Tony couldn't accommodate 30 of us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there so, were 30 of you that went? Well, between the surfers and the camera crew, it okay. was close to 30, so okay. we had More to find... Surfers. Yeah. More surfers than camera crew. Right, right, right. <laughs> so we had to kind of get a little place, which was right up the road, literally like a maybe like a 10, 15-minute walk. Mm-hmm. And so we stayed over there and had everyone pretty much just walk to the orphanage. And What'd you learn about being there? I'd have to say there was just like this, you know, because growing up I, I suffered, but nothing compared to what these kids are going through. So there was like an understanding. Yeah, I was like going to ask you that. Did that come up at all with this with these kids? Because some of them had horrible stories. A lot of the kids are, are deformed, you know, they're right. malnourished, and and um, then their parents actually would hurt them more so that right. they would be better beggars. Right, right. Yeah. You know what I learned from these kids is like the motivation, the desire that mm-hmm. they have, uh, the hope that they have, really, because. These kids were so hopeful in the fact that, all right, you know, when I turn 18 or when I get older, I'm going to be able to walk for the first time in my life. Wow. You know, because some of these kids um, were born deformed in their legs. And so Dr. Tony's taking them to the hospital so they can kind of restructure their leg to mm-hmm. to normal. Mm-hmm. And so that they'll be able to walk, maybe play, you know, soccer or mm-hmm. something like that to run. Some of these kids' dreams are to run. And it's incredible, like, the... The patience and the and the hope that they have, and really the the love for one another, it's just truly incredible. Truly is. So, Jeff, what life lesson did you come away with once you left Peru? Once I left Peru, mm-hmm. you know, I I could tell you now, like there were really four elements that united everybody together, and and I, I'm going to mention the leper colony. Okay. 
uh, and the AIDS epidemic. Okay. You know, what really united all of them together from the homeless man to Peru. Well, we have to explain that from from Peru, you guys, in grassroots films, the group went then from Peru to Africa. Right. Yeah. And so my whole, everything I've ever learned from this entire trip was four elements that connected all of them. It was really faith, it was hope, it was love, and family. Those were the four elements that really united all of the people together, no matter what religion they were, what traditions they practice every day, um, their political views, uh, their way of life. It was simply human beings uh, enjoying life because for them life was life is a gift and they celebrated every day despite their suffering i mean they're See, actually bodies because of the disease that they have they their bodies are are receding. decaying yeah exactly mm-hmm. you know and and didn't at one point there were um the people in the leper colony were explaining that their families had just forgotten about them had disowned them almost because of this disease yeah 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 i mean I think one of the lessons, I don't know, Jeff Jeff was talking, you know, about the, the four things that just really connected everybody. And it's true. I mean, every place that we went, this is what just united people. Or this is the things that were most important in these people's lives, you know. And it was it was a huge lesson for us coming from an industrialized country, you know, such as America, um, to be in these places and really see these people and learn from them. Because these people are not confused. They have a clear understanding, despite the infirmities, despite what's wrong with them, despite, you know, whatever. They have a clear understanding that their life has meaning. Mm -hmm. Well, we spoke to people, you know, in a leper colony um, who told us that if if they woke up tomorrow, the reason was is because God had a purpose for them that day. Wow. I mean, I don't know how much deeper I can go. You want to talk about faith? I mean, I have no idea. Like, I, I, I try to wake up in the morning and feel like that every day you know but that was a true experience that i had never i'd never heard those words before somebody so deep i mean these are people who are suffering they could die tomorrow yeah you know they they're and they're in pain they're in pain some of them Uh, some of them are worse off than others but this hope and this this all about you know you rather than all about me attitude is just i mean something i think we can all really learn from it's contagious yeah (laughs) yeah seriously so you just said that you try to get up in the morning and think about what you've learned well purpose your purpose yeah because i mean i think everyone's asking well what's my purpose especially today today's age forget about it you can you can lose you know what we're what we're all about in in a second and it's like these people who are who are really suffering really poor um don't have those distractions that we have here Mm -hmm. you know they have a clear understanding that life is worth living life is beautiful life is a gift and you know what when we all come together it's a celebration you know that's what it's about when you were making this film what were you trying to understand about yourself when we were making this film what were you trying to understand about ourselves you know to be honest with you when we first set out to do this we we never thought of like what we're going to get from it Mm. never once um, our desire was to, to make a great film that was really going to talk about life being beautiful. Some of us in the past that had an opportunity to travel to some third world countries, and anyone who's ever done this kind of work, whether it be missionary work or just traveling to help out, it's like 
I think when you first get there, you really feel like, you know, you're going to be going down and you're going to be helping these people. And, you know, you come from America. Or, right. You know, you come from an industrialized country. You're going to show them what it's all about. Right. You know little, what I mean? little ego. We know. Little ego. We know yeah. what it's about, right? <laughs> right. But things change when you get there because, you know, when you spend some time with people who are really uh, suffering, whether it be in third world countries or whatever, it's like they really teach you what life is about. And to make a film about that and to tell their story and to give them an opportunity to share that with people, that's what we wanted to do. Mm-hmm. You know, as filmmakers, as an art, was really to, to tell their story. You know, the homeless man on the street and, and just, you know, the people in Peru and people who are suffering with diseases, we wanted to tell their story, ask them, what is life all about, mm-hmm. you know? And tell their story they did. Mike Campo, Jeff Aziz, and the rest of the Grassroots Film family told the story so well in the film The Human Experience that it impressed Father Vindicola, assistant dean for first-year students at Fordham's Lincoln Center. The film was chosen to be shown during Fordham's freshman orientation. Father Vin. We were looking for a vehicle to uh, raise uh, important questions of life, meaningful questions, questions about the purpose of, of life. And that's hard to do with 18 to 22-year-olds. They're, they're very caught up in their own existence and coming to college and starting towards their own careers and building relationships. And it's understandable that they might not step back and ask the bigger questions. And in this day and age, with so much media around and so many distractions, if you will, uh, it makes it almost a little bit harder to to have that kind of reflection on perhaps the bigger meanings of life. I also didn't want to necessarily uh, begin from an organized religion point of view. I mean, we are a Catholic university, and we're proud of that. But uh, there's a lot of uh, suspicion, and 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 uh, you know, and rightly so, I think, among young people towards all institutions, including uh, religious institutions. But this film begins, again, with this uh, bond that we all share, uh, this common humanity. And it's only um, Jeff and, and, and um, the others in the film don't... Um, start out asking questions about God, and yet, uh, in case after case, it was clear that the people throughout their painful existence and their struggles um, turned to something higher, uh, and many of them and call that higher power God. Um, and so I thought it was a great vehicle to invite students to reflect on the life's bigger questions. Did you get any feedback from the students after seeing this movie? Terrific feedback. Uh, first of all, the, 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 uh, when the film ended... Um, they actually stood and applauded. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Jeff and Michael uh, came out um, to do a talk back with them, and they were they didn't know that they were going to be there. So that was an added surprise to see them come out. Uh, the applause went on for literally about two or three minutes. I mean, they, the energy was, as I said, palpable. Um, and um, for weeks afterwards, um, people were speaking about the film. Uh, it's come up in classes. Teachers have talked about it. Um, so uh, the impact, I think we have a community at Fordham College at Lincoln Center that is a, a close-knit community. We say that, and I think it's very real. Um, and the students that come are, for the most part, really wonderful people. And um, I think what this film invited them to do at Fordham was say, this is what we can be about in our community. Um, we can be about uh, this common humanity that we share and build community, a community of love, rather than the kind of um, um, competition or other things that get in the way of building community. I think it invited everyone to that. I think a lot of our students come, come starting out with a desire for that, but I'm not sure uh, whether here in an aggressive city like New York, do they need to put on an aggressive 
personality for college, uh, and we were inviting them to say, no, we can be in this together. We can uh, share in our comments pursuit of education and pursuit of career goals and do so uh, while building a, a community of love. So I hope that's what uh, the film helped accomplish uh, at our orientation this year. In addition to some heartbreaking and heartwarming stories from Peru, Ghana, and Manhattan, Mike says there's a reason this film contains commentary from a number of different voices. You know, there's there's different stories, I think, that people told us. Well, first of all... What were some of your favorites? <laughs> well, first of all, we wanted to we wanted to include people, all different types of people from the culture. That's why we have a scientist in there, a priest in there, a rabbi, a Muslim cleric, an artist. We wanted to include everybody, you know, and we wanted to talk, because we're talking about humanity. Right. We have to include everybody, right? right? We're all human beings. <laughs> um, and we have a lot more in common than we think, I think, you know? But... I don't know. These guys were incredible. They were so legit, right? Yeah, you know, what is our favorite thing you say? like, Or one of your favorites. Something that stands out in, in the comments, that, that whether the philosopher or the artist, does any particular comment just kind of stand out as like, it, it comes to mind when you're talking to people and you're talking about humanity or you're talking about life or you're talking about the film? Sure. I know one, I mean, I, I know one that that I get touched by when I hear it and when I see it in the film it's uh it's kind of like um well there's two things the first thing is like w one of the guys who struggles with leprosy is uh actually talking to Michael you know and he he kind of you know he's got he's blind in one eye and he's got no hands and he's his feet I think his toes are kind of receded and um What's so powerful is like these people who struggle with leprosy and AIDS, they still do work, like farm work uh, at the leper colony, and which is incredible. It's not much, but they still do something um, because they want to. And that's amazing, like their motivation and that drive. Um, but one thing he said to Michael is like he looked at him at Mike right in the eye uh, and he was like, you know, we are we are all the same. You know, we are all brothers and sisters. And we need to love one another. And that is just mind-blowing. Because, like, that's that's it, you know? Here we are, you know, they don't know why we're there. They, we are, you know, f to them, we, we look like white people, <laughs> you know? Some of us are. Um, <laughs> so, and it's like, they don't know what our motivation is. Yeah. They don't know, like, anything. But they're so thankful and joyful that we're there to be with them mm -hmm. and it's almost like no like thank you <laughs> yeah you know for sharing your life with me yeah exactly yeah and for me when that guy said that to me personally I mean I at first my first reaction honestly I'm gonna be honest here like my first reaction was like no we're not both the same really of course yeah I live in America you live in a village here and you know in Ghana Africa you know you're you're you have leprosy I I, I don't you mm -hmm. know and it's like and it, it took a minute. It really took a little bit for that, what he had said to settle in. And uh, and then once it settled in, I was like, I mean, it was it was very emotional because it was like a, an reaffirmation that we are all the same. Yeah. We are all human beings. It doesn't matter. All these little differences that they talk about, it doesn't matter. They're all superficial. All superficial. When you get down to the root of it, when you get down, when you... When you talk to someone and you get into their, their heart, not just their mind, into their heart, that's humanity. We all have a heart. We're all human beings, you know? And it needs to be loved. Mm -hmm. that's, the, that's the thing, man. The Beatles said it. We <laughs> all need love. <laughs> True story. 
They knew. <laughs> thanks to Mike Campo and Jeff Aziz. For more information on the film The Human Experience or Grassroots Films, visit the website grassrootsfilms.com. I'd also like to thank Father Vin DeCola, Assistant Dean for First-Year Students at Fordham's Lincoln Center. Stay with us, George Bodarkey and Cityscaper next on WFUV. For Fordham Conversations, I'm Robin Shannon. Love is all you need. Love is all you need. Love is all you need.